no, we have not raised capital. Okay, great. Well, I, I, that's even better. So I thought you said you were bootstrapped until today. So what you meant is you, you are still 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. You are listening to conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hey folks, my guest today is Chris Vetter. He founded HRForecast.com in 2014 as his co-founder. Before joining the company, he gained interdisciplinary industry experience in various financial and planning roles. He brings with him comprehensive cross-industry experience in solving problems in complex, fast-moving environments and studied business administration at the Technical University at Ingolstadt. All right, uh, Chris, you ready to take us to the top? Yes, let's do it, Nathan. All right, so HR Forecast is playing sort of the people analytics SaaS space. Help me understand how a customer is using you. Sorry, can you repeat that question? <laughs> yeah, help me understand how a customer is using you guys. Ah, okay, sure. So, uh, well, in the end, uh, HR people, they love to work with people. And we teach them how to also work with data. So, basically, our whole business model is around enabling our clients to use their data that they have, that they have collected about their people. And also combining that with the data that we bring in from the outside, which we have collected about their people, their industries, their competitors, etc. Combine that, and then basically there are many, many use cases how they can use it. Interesting. And are you enabling HR managers to give their teams like personality tests and things to understand how to manage them? Not really. That's not, not so much our space. We're more working on uh, skills. So we would consider ourselves a skill company. Um, we basically provide algorithms so that they can explore what knowledge they have on board from all that unstructured data they have lying around. We also bring in algorithms that tell them what skills will be required in the future, uh, what kind of jobs they would need for the business model. So it's more about connecting the business side of things with the human resources dimension, combining that, translating it. uh, So what skills, what jobs does my business model require? And then looking inside, where are the people located right now that have this knowledge? Or how can I train them? How can I teach them? And where can I find them if I don't have them on board? Understood. And what's a company going to pay you on average per month to use this technology? Uh, it really depends because we don't have one SaaS product, but we have um, two of them. And we also have a, a kind of different revenue model uh, with where they get access to our data platform. So um, when they, uh, we usually talk about yearly revenues rather than monthly revenues, and it would be between 
well, 20 to 200,000 per company on average. But your largest customer is paying about $200,000 a year? Actually more, uh, but just like a 90% uh, quartile. It sounds like you have a massive sort of distribution. There's a lot of yeah. really, really big ones. How big is the biggest? Don't name them, obviously, but are we talking like a million dollar contract? Or? No, not, unfortunately, no, it's 300,000 euros. Okay. okay, fair enough. And you're upselling across three separate sort of product ideas and product lines, which is people analytics services, strategic workforce planning, and then the talent marketplace platform, correct? Exactly. And we call it um, knowing the future, which is the data platform where we bring in our external insights, planning the future, where it's about combining that external data with the strategic workforce plan, and then building the future, where it's about making sure the employees they have are equipped with the right skills, knowing, planning, building. Now, when did you launch this company? Sorry, again? When did you launch? Uh, 2014 was the founding date. It was me and my co-founder Florian uh, bootstrapped up until today. But the initial idea already started in 2010 when we had just finished with university coming from Siemens, which is the largest German corporate uh, coming from the finance and uh, controlling departments. We were all about numbers and then we realized HR people we need to have some tools and hands to plan, to work with data. So that's how we all got into this HR domain. Took us four years to figure that out. And then in 2014, we finally got our first paying client. So we decided let's uh, make a living from that. Where did the first paying customer come from? Um, that's a good question. It's long, a long time ago. I think it was just you know talking, talking to people, um, yeah, advertising yeah. ourselves. And then it was like, sorry? Nothing specific than just your network. There was no campaign. Not really. Back then, it was kind of trial and error. I mean, we've been doing that for four years already then like as a hobby. So we were looking into different clients uh, here and there, doing something, some stuff for free. And then uh, in the end, it was like an eight project for 18,000 euros or so. So it was not too big, but it was fun. It was the first one. Yeah, that's good. So that's your first customer. Now, how many customers are you serving today? Uh, well, so far, we've served over 500 clients, I would say right now around 100. Okay. So, so the 400 that have churned, why, why have they left? They didn't really churn, but they are not in our SaaS model. So they, they would you know, just come to us here and there on demand with sort of the data platform. So if they're not in our SaaS model or they don't have these continuous yearly plans with us, um, they basically would do it on demand. So they didn't really churn. I mean, some of them for sure did, but uh, most of them, they come back from time to time. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Now you mentioned you raised capital. How much have you raised? No, we have not raised capital. Okay, great. Well, uh, that's even better. So I thought you said you were bootstrapped until today. So what you meant is you, you are still- Still, still, yeah. <laughs> okay, yes. I love that. Now, now, can I take 100 customers on your SaaS platform at like that- $20,000 ACV, that's the minimum. I mean, you guys are doing north of $2 million in revenue at this point. Uh, yeah, 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 that's true. W- what do you think you can break this year? What's like a stretch goal for this year? Um, three and a half, four, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> you think you'll hit it? It's a good, it has been really good for us uh, this year. Uh, so you're on, you're on track? Model. So it's diff- difficult to plan, but since, as you know, the bigger deals, if the big deals comes in, then it might be just right. Mm-hmm. 
So, so if we're at sort of around that sort of 2.53 million run rate today, help us understand growth. Where were you exactly one year ago? Minus 50%. Oh, wow. So you've gotten 50% year over year growth. But where, where, how are you getting new customers? Yeah, that's a very good question. No, actually, now we know that it's about 70 to 80% of success management. So we work mostly, mostly with really large global companies. And obviously, um, if you know, if you have one touch point, you can get many, many more, right? They're global, different locations, different business units. So most of them, uh, we just build uh, from the inside. So that's around 70, 80% of new clients, even though they come from existing client companies. And then we do a lot with partners here and there. So big consultancies that would buy our services to make it like tool based what they do. And then um, some also come from Google ads and congresses, even though they're virtual nowadays. So these are the four main sources. And of course, word of mouth is also very important. Yeah. Do you incentivize the consultants that sell your product with a commission? Depends. Mostly actually no. Uh, we're open. I mean, we, we are very flexible how to do, to do business, but mostly no, because they have their traditional business model. And we bring in the tools uh, where they can build a consulting around because we are not interested, right? It's not scalable. It's not our core business. So we bring in the tools, they do the consulting. So the pie is usually large enough that we both can have plenty of fun. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about your team, Chris. How many folks? Uh, roughly 50, like 48, 49. I would have to look it up. And how many engineers? 30, 35. They're pretty very heavy engineering then. Yes, we love inventions yeah. <laughs> and innovations. Yeah, it's all it's what we really love to do. And how many quota carrying sales reps? Uh, three, uh, well, including myself, three point five. So, yeah. but two of them we just hired actually in April, so they're still in the onboarding phase. <laughs> well, tell me more about that. This is something SaaS founders struggle with: is how to incentivize their first sales hire. Do you give them a quota? Uh, yes, we do. And so can I ask, I mean, obviously, what's the quota, like a million dollar quota in the first year or something it's, else? It's a little lower. It um, depends on the experience level. So junior, senior, for a senior would be around 750. And, and that would... First year. Yeah, exactly. And um, it, it would be like a 50% recurring, 50%, we call it project-based, which is like the data model. They will not be turned, but they would be coming back and ideally jump into a SaaS model later on. So 50-50. Yeah, yeah. and, and, you know, you mentioned consultants, Google ads, your inside sales team. When you add up all these expenses to come up with your CAC to get a new customer, what are you spending to get a customer? Um, a lot of time for sure. So <laughs> I, I mean, um, it's easy for, for Google ads to calculate this number, but um, maybe what helps is our cost of sales are around 15%. Um, but um, I think what's, what's even more critical is not the spending because getting a client, to be honest, is really easy with the stuff we do because everybody wants to know what are the future jobs and skills, but getting them really in our recurring model with the SaaS that's more challenging and the biggest challenge is time rather than the, the money. Of course, money tra uh, time translates into money, but it does take easily over one year sometimes to get a, a big account because they're just like global companies with very long decision cycles. And, and what's your churn, Chris? We're at revenue churn. Mm, we don't measure that, to be honest. I mean, um, we have around 70% of the clients that we do business with, they would come back. 
a bit, bit more, I think now. Yeah. 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 Got it. So maybe 30% churn annually. Again, we're just talking about your SaaS product because you have the other yeah. on. Yeah. For, yeah. Yeah. For, so for SaaS, it's, um, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's keep it like this. That's really, we didn't really measure that at heart yet. It's, we are kind of, since we are bootstrapped and we, we kind of have our own metrics in place. What are some of your own metrics? Well, the most important metric is the overall sales because for us, sales is the, the most important um, value. Then other metrics we have is um, the, the customer um, uh, net net promoter score, how they like it, because we know we we think more in like an ecosystem. So if 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 they buy one product from us, they they would most likely come back some later time. So um, our tracking isn't too professional yet when it's about uh, monthly recurring revenues churn, but mostly how happy were they? How many projects have we done with them? Uh, and in the end, uh, are they on a, on a on a limited model like that we risk losing them for a certain period of time or do we have them already on a, on a continuous model? Does your expansion revenue and your bigger accounts more than make up for the 30% annual churn? Yeah, so far, yes. I mean, we have grown 50% last year, so... Um, but not including new... But, but that includes new customers you've added, so... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, as I said, most of the new customers, they can, a lot of them come from existing clients since they're huge global companies, so Which I would say... New customers, you're expanding into different departments. Yeah, yeah, also. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's like a combination. Mm-hmm. What percent of like you grew 50%, how much of that came from expansion versus bringing on brand new customers altogether, would you say? I think last year was a lot of new customers because we got really strong in the pharma industry. So if you ask me one year ago, we had like one pharma client. Now we have, I think the five biggest pharma companies in Germany are probably our clients. Um, so we kind of go industry by industry. And I think it's kind of when they're ready for this, these kind of questions, they would look around and see who can support them. So it's 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 um it has been a lot of new industries and therefore a new a lot of new clients last year. But typically, I would say it's around fifty fifty. Yep, yep, that makes sense to me. Now, would you consider raising capital, or do you like staying bootstrapped? Never say never. I mean, let's see. It's not our. We are not pressured to do so. We're doing really good, but uh, I mean, always keeping the eyes open. Are, are you profitable today? Yes, yes, we've been profitable ever since um, because that's how we um, how we grow. Yeah. Do you pay dividends out to your team members from monthly profits? No, we try to keep as much as we can in the company and reinvest it. Even yeah. the the founders, we 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 try to keep as much as we can in the company. How many founders are there? Well, originally we were four of them uh, when we were still at Siemens, and in the end. Two of us ended up at Age of Forecast. The other two stayed at Siemens in 2014. And they're still there when we are still here. <laughs> Were you able to get their equity back in the company or is it they still have equity, but they're not operational? The latter one, yeah. Why, why is that? I mean, would you buy them out if the opportunity presented itself? I mean, we four are best friends, so we don't really talk about that too much. But I mean, if if it's... Time to talk about it, I guess. Since we're good friends, we'd go to beer garden, have a few beers, and talk about it. There's nothing wrong with making your friends rich. I mean, that would be a good. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. I think what uh, what nobody would really then fight about. Yeah. <laughs> well, out of curiosity, you're growing. You know, fifty, sixty, or one hundred percent year over year. You're at the three million run rate today. I mean, what would you value the company at? 
I better don't judge. I hard to say. Really hard to say. What makes it hard? Well, these sums that you hear from from like investment volumes you see, and then the calculated values of companies you hear nowadays, it's kind of extreme. It's a bit crazy. Yeah. So I don't really believe in the in these valuations. I think the true value is sometimes well, really exaggerated. So if I mean, I would be happy to to go with those higher evaluations or valuations, but I, I I wouldn't judge. All right, Chris, let's wrap up with the famous five. Let's say let's say more more than one million. <laughs> Plenty more. <laughs> let's All let's right. uh, let's see let's see maybe. <laughs> Number one, what's your favorite business book? Um, I don't have a favorite business book. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Mm, not really. Okay. Here and there. What's your favorite online tool for building HR forecasts? Um, I would say it is actually virtual collaboration tools, Teams, Skype, talking. That's what you need. Is there a particular tool you use Skype, you said? Well, our whole, whole company runs on Microsoft software, so it's not the best one, but it works. All right, number four. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, really depends. I would say between six to seven. Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single, kids? I am single to be married soon. No kids. Okay. And one dog. Right. And what's the last one? How old are you? Oh, that's a, 1987. So must be 33. Yes. Turning 34 soon. Last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Um take it even faster not uh, enjoying life too much when i was a student and yeah i mean looking back that it has back at it that it already has been 7 years with hr forecast maybe we could have done it in a little bit shorter time guys hrforecast.com hr managers use it to keep track of their team and help their team improve they did 1.5 million in run rate about a year ago they've grown out of 3 million run rate they've done this all bootstrap serving 100 North of 100 customers, they're profitable. Team of 48, heavy engineering, 35 engineers, as Chris and his uh, co-founder that stayed on look to continue to build the business. Chris, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you very much for having me.